Welcome to the Read Option Podcast, your source for entertaining Chiefs content. Disclaimer, we have no affiliation with Andy Reid, nor do we have the right to use his face in a Twitter profile picture. Man, Nick, you know what? I got to give you props for that intro. Gets me going every time. (laughs) Oh, yeah, just gets me going, gets me ready to talk Chiefs, talk football, and we're going to get right into it. We're going to get right into it. Um... Your host, Frankie Lacasse. To, to the right of me, your co-host, Nick Peterson. And behind me, we have a new guest today, Cody. What's up, man? How's it going? I appreciate you guys letting me come on and uh, talk some football with Absolutely. you guys. It's been a long time in the making. You know, we've had a lot of uh, conversations outside of the podcast, but, you know, it's time to bring bring the conversations to the pod. Yep, bring another voice in uh, to... Not that you guys don't like Frankie's, in my opinions, but we always love to get another opinion in there uh, that can disagree with us at some points. <laughs> yeah, so I guess we'll, we're going to jump right into it here. Uh, there was big news uh, yesterday, Friday, that came out. The long-awaited uh, trade and the decision by Deshaun Watson to go to the Cleveland Browns. Um, this came as a big surprise because earlier in the week, I think it was Thursday, he Browns were informed that they were out of the running. But this eventually came down to how much money are you guys going to guarantee me? And the Browns came in and said, we were going to give you $230 million fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed at signing. So the moment, so, you know, as opposed to Mahomes' contract where he had many guarantee mechanisms, um, the, uh, I believe was, uh, that was the term that was quoted. Yeah. Uh, like as years went on, you know, two or three years before, before the season came up, that's when the money would get yeah. guaranteed. So his guarantee at signing was only something like hundred and hundred and twenty million or something like that. <laughs> only yes, only hundred and twenty million. <laughs> but the uh, the record here, two hundred and thirty million dollars, yeah. is fully guaranteed at the moment that he signs that, and that is over a five year. Uh, brand new contract that Deshaun Watson will be getting from the Browns. Yeah. The crazy thing I wanted to point out, Deshaun Watson didn't want to go to Cleveland either. He wanted to go to a warm weather place to go play. And then the Browns came out and they said, hey, we're going to go trade for him, which is pretty, pretty funny at the same time. Right. And that's what, that's what I was hearing all week is that Deshaun, everyone was like, Deshaun wanted to go home. You know, because he's from around the the Atlanta area. I, f- I forgot exactly where he's from, but I know he's around. So that's that was that's what I thought. I thought it was okay. New Orleans gives him the best chance to win, but Atlanta's like, hey, come home, Deshaun. So then just Cleveland. I don't know where it's like. Yeah, let me just go to Cleveland. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, cold weather, having to play in the AFC in that's, the AFC North. Um, and see, that was just yeah. yeah. All of those things were uh, going against the Browns. But then when they gave him the bag, they they rolled up the Brinks truck exactly. and showed it to him. He was like, all right, I'll take this. Yeah. <laughs> I got a beefy O-line, so O-line's really good. Two yeah. great running backs. Yeah, I got an then, outstanding running game. And then yeah. picked up Cooper. So, so yeah, that's a, that's a new – he's got a new receiver and Amari Cooper there too. So, yeah, the Browns are going to be – they're going to be interesting, but I... They're going to be contenders. Exactly, but but the AFC thing, I thought for sure Deshaun would, would see the NFC and say, okay, this gives me my bet. Let me go to the Saints. The Saints roster is already equipped to at least make a, a postseason run. Um, it's proven that they... Dennis Allen has the recipe to beat Tom Brady, 
So you got that in your back pocket. You got Michael Thomas and, and Kamara, two stars. So that that was the most logical landing spot to me. Um, yeah, I mean, I think if you look at the Browns roster overall and compare that with the Saints roster overall, I think the Browns roster is a little bit better. Yeah. But I think relative to the conference, exactly. I think the Browns and the Saints are honestly on about even fronts. The Saints, relative to the rest of the NFC, yeah. are probably would have probably gone about as far in the playoffs as Cleveland probably will yeah. with Watson in the AFC, which is yeah. probably win a wild card game, maybe. And then, but, and then, and then, and then get, facing and then get trounced after that by Josh Allen or Mahomes yeah. or Russell Wilson if Denver really figures it out with him. Yeah, and like. I think the Saints, you know, would have instantly become a top three, four team in the NFC. Um, but, you know, now you look at the NFC and, and uh, especially, specifically the South uh, with Brady back. Um, you look at their quarterbacks and it's New Orleans. Is it is it going to be J- uh, Jameis Winston? Is it going to be Taysom Hill? Um, I mean, Atlanta's got Matt Ryan, who we don't even know if he wants to go and back. I heard that Baker could be going there, too. That's one of the top teams that yeah. wants to go after him, too. So I yep. think it's Colts, Saints, uh, Panthers, and uh, so. Seahawks. Yeah, the Seahawks, Seahawks, are, Seahawks, Seahawks are, in are in play for, for Baker as yeah, well. Gonna, yeah, one, once again, if it, if it wasn't obvious, Deshaun Watson is now a Brown, which means Baker Mayfield is he's gone. He's gone. He, he will be gone. He is, as of this moment that we are recording, still a member of the Cleveland Browns, but obviously he will not be because yeah. he, is, he is one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, so, so he will very much be a starter for another team in 2022. Yeah. So, yeah, the quarterback market, it's now coming down to, you know, you got Baker Mayfield now. He's probably at the top of the list. Jimmy Garoppolo, Jameis Winston, even Marcus Mariota's a wild card. I've heard Gardner Minshew's name being thrown around for the Colts. But, I mean, so it's just – this conversation is basically just – it's coming down to the NFC – you know, aside from the Rams and, and maybe Arizona, the NFC is, is wide open for Tom Brady to return to the, the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, I mean, also, like, just the age of all, all of the quarterbacks in the AFC versus the NFC, at least at the very top, the top of the NFC, we got, well, the the Super Bowl-winning quarterback now, Matthew Stafford, is 33, 34. He's, he's got to be early early mid-30s. Um, early, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is 38, I believe, um, 37, 38, and Brady uh, will be 45. Uh, and the ages of these AFC quarterbacks, uh, Mahomes is 26, uh, Allen is 20, he's what, 24, 25, 25, uh, Burrows like 23, yeah. 24 Herbert. He's going to uh, make a climb here. Yeah. We haven't even talked about Justin Herbert. I mean, he's, yeah. he's there too. <laughs> and they just signed some yeah. unreal draft or, um, Khalil Mack and JC Jackson. Yeah. So they're beefing up their defense. Um, so the point is, is that this AFC just monster the stable of quarterbacks is they're young and they're incredibly talented and that's just yeah that's becoming the theme and now you add Deshaun Watson to that group as well it's wild yeah so they will be the AFC quarterbacks will be around and like you said very stable for quite some time yeah um and you, uh, you mentioned uh, Green Bay with Rodgers um 
that was a I don't I don't want to say I was surprised. So I'm going to get into the Devontae Adams trade here. Yeah, we'll pivot to some Packers talk here. That was well, yeah, Packers Raiders talk. So that was um it came out that it was like it was Devontae Adams his his dream was to play with the Raiders and Derek Carr. I'm just like Really? They played at Fresno State. That's, yeah, so yeah. so reuniting with this teammate, but it's like your dream is to go play for the Raiders. Like, I get it, but it's also like my Derek Carr is just uh, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of, I feel the same way. It's just like ugh. you rather have Derek Carr throw to you than Aaron Rodgers. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, and and it came out that the Packers were were willing to offer him. Um, you know, I mean, at, at least the. It was reported that they were willing to offer, at at the very least, match the offer that the Raiders uh, gave him, if not more. Um, which that that new contract after Devonte Adams uh, was traded to the Raiders, um, he is now expected to sign that five year, one hundred and forty one point two five million dollar contract with the Raiders, which gives mm-hmm. him an average annual value of 28.25 million which is by far the highest uh annual value that a wide receiver has ever yeah. gotten uh in NFL history for a contract so uh in a big way the Raiders have now set uh that top of the wide receiver market yeah and that's why it was it was so crucial um you know I we've been waiting for this Tyreek Hill extension um that's going to happen and now so and we I, saw we saw the Christian Kirk deal, and I think that's what the Chiefs are doing as well is waiting to see what the Tyreek deal is with that, and yeah. seeing who they can go after. Just like everybody else is waiting right. to see where Devonte Adams went. Right. So it was it was kind of you know, and that's why you know I, I wanted this to get done before free agency, um, but I don't know what the holdup is. Maybe it was on Tyreek's end. Like let me wait and see what the market's going to look like, um, because now. Um, Christian Kirk's making what twenty twenty one million a year, if not more, and now Devontae's reaching thirty. So it's like, you know, we thought we could get Tyreek at twenty one, twenty two mil per year, but now it's approaching twenty six, seven. Maybe. I was going to say your your projection a couple of weeks ago when we when we talked about it, Frankie was I believe four years, four year eighty five. That's, that's what I was going to get, which would have been twenty one and a quarter per but year. That's a that, which that ain't, been that ain't he he ain't signing that now. I mean. Bet you we're going up to 100, 110 now with Tyreek. Yeah, I was going to say Christian Kirk got four years, seventy-two million, which is eighteen a year, and yeah. Tyreek Hill is a lot closer to Devontae Adams than he is to Christian Kirk. All due respect to Christian Kirk. <laughs> um, but so yeah, uh, Tyreek Hill will be. Yeah, I think it's very likely that he is earning. Uh, north of $25 million a year um, in average annual value yeah. if he really wants to get his market value and he's not not really willing to give the Chiefs much of a uh, much of a break or not willing to take all that much of a pay cut to stay with Kansas City long term. Yeah, I don't know. I think he is, though. Just the way it's been sounding to him, coming from him, I, I don't know. It's kind of hit or miss for me if he's going to take – a lot more of an incentives, and he's just gonna work harder at getting those bonuses, yeah. or is he just gonna not be a team player and right. go out for one of them huge contracts? And you know that that might be. I you know I don't think he's gonna. He's not gonna 
reached that Devontae Adams number. I don't think I don't think he is. But I don't. Yeah. He. Uh, but you look at Tyreek, and right now he's you know we're getting him on a discount. We're getting Travis Kelsey on a discount as well. We're also getting Patrick Mahomes now. That contract is a discount. If you yeah. look at <laughs> because, so, so Josh Allen got paid, Aaron Rodgers got paid, now Sean Watson got paid, Russell Wilson got Russell traded Wilson and paid and paid. So now Mahomes is like the fifth highest paid quarterback in the league. Yeah, because he's, he's making a ten-year, five hundred million dollar deal. Uh, that's just that's just correct because I, I don't even know if he's if he's top five this year yeah. because I think his cap hit oh. this year is on, is something like no, 20, the, 25, the 26 high, so so depend, this year yeah so depending on what what Rogers cap hit or, or I haven't seen the the Rogers or Wilson trade but right now the QB with the highest cap hit I think is still Matt Ryan yeah because they <laughs> like um, yeah like for, forty eight million I think it is. <laughs> because the Falcons chose not to do the at least not go the um, as far as they could in terms of restructuring, uh, restructuring the remainder of Matt Ryan's contract, um, and so his cap hit, um, and they've let that deadline pass, yeah. I believe. Or too. they they actually no, they wanted they they extended it till Tuesday. I got pushed pull, it back. I got it pulled up right here. Matt Ryan forty eight million. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill's next thirty eight really? thirty eight million, and then what? It's, and then it's Mahomes. At thirty five, wow, I didn't know that. Okay, Mahomes is up at thirty five. That's interesting. So yeah, Ryan Tannehill is. Ryan Tannehill, you're paying Ryan Tannehill. That's the thing. Ryan, million this year. Well, think Ryan Tannehill is now on the tail end of his initial contract. deal, so with the Titans. Maybe, so when the backloading of that contract, yeah. that's kicking in. It's kicking in now. And you got about one more season until yeah, and that's you yeah, start to have that's that your twenty twenty two, and Rodgers is down to sixth. I guess they okay. So that makes sense. They did. They did that deal to give them more cap space to make moves. So I, they lowered his his cap hit was going to be something ridiculous, yeah. but I think it's down. That's oh, yeah. you know maybe twenty five thirty. But God, Matt Ryan was fifty million this <laughs> 50, year. That's yeah. just, that's insane. And now you got Kirk Cousins. Like they they are just throwing money at this dude. I don't get it. He's number four. <laughs> I, do, I I don't get it because so we already, yeah we already reported on his his extension, which was. North of thirty. Oh God! It was like an. They threw an extra about forty million dollars at him. Fully uh, guaranteed. So they're like, they're like, yeah. oh, you got, you have too high of a cap hit. Let's just, let's throw you. So we want to lower your cap hit. So let's give you like eighty million guaranteed dollars to to lower your cap. It's like, and now and now they're they're. I saw a report that they're. So Daniel Daniel Hunter was was rumored to get moved, and now they're picking up that eighteen mil fully guaranteed for the next two years. So they're they're tying up. I don't know the number, but it's got to be north of 60, 70 million this year, the next two years. The Vikings to, are to two yeah. players. <laughs> I mean, I think what this spending spree is is really showing, just league wide, um, is the in, is the anticipation of new uh, media media yeah. rights and television rights deals that will get signed uh, with basically all of the major networks within the next 12 months, if not much sooner That's, for, for one or two networks, yeah. um, which that whole influx of money coming into the league is expected to uh, balloon the uh, NFL salary cap to unheard of yeah. numbers in the, in the coming season. So this uh, cap this year, I believe is just over $208 million for each, each NFL team, 
Um, and I've seen reports as high as 225 to 230 yeah. just for next year. Right. And that's roughly that same percentage increase over the next three or four seasons. So it's very possible that even as these guys cap hit in terms of just the numerical value is going up, their percentage of the team's cap is actually going down. So it's very much possible that when Mahomes' cap hit is something north of $50 million in yeah. about four seasons. He's going to be maybe the 10th highest paid quarterback in the league at that point. Which which is yeah. scary, too. If teams play it smart, they're going to have super teams. If that's, right. You're going to have a lot of money to go sign a bunch of good players. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's, that's what's coming in, in a few years. But it's also like, you know, you can't – Really, you can't really bank on that building the team this year because I know the Chiefs expected it. I heard Brett Veach say he expected it to be a little higher. Um, so it's like, you know, you can assume that these deals are coming, but it's also like, let's well, not just hand people like hundreds of million do- dollars expecting this to happen because it's in. Yeah, I mean, we look at all of the moves that the the New Orleans Saints have had to make because going into this offseason, they were, what, $55, $60 million and, over the and cap that's how, for this season? And that's how, that's how you, the cap is, there's, the cap, salary cap is real, but it's, it's not. The Saints cleared, what, $80, $90 million in cap and cut nobody. Like, so people, I mean, I mean, what, so people say the Chiefs can't afford a player. It's like, well, the Saints just cleared almost $100 million in cap. When you say they cleared $100 million in cap, obviously they're – and cut nobody by doing that. That means that there is a lot of restructuring Restructuring going on, and also which, a little bit of backloading. Which means kicking that cap number yeah. down the road in anticipation. All also I'm, adding – you know, you can add a lot of you know voided years to, to the end of a contract to, to spread that money. Like I think right. the, the Buffalo contract with Von Miller, that's, it was ridiculous – but I don't think that's a full six-year deal. I think it's more of a three-year, you know, like 60, 65. How old is he now? I think he's like 33. Yeah, Von maybe. Miller is 32, 33, I think. So I know. Seven, seven years, wasn't it? Six years. Six years? Yeah. So I know a lot of Chiefs Chiefs fans, you know, wanted Von, but like that, nobody, we were not signing him to that type he's, of deal. I think I, for a linebacker, that's really old. Yeah. Pretty old for a linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I mean, my only point in, in bringing up the Saints is saying that their decisions, their anticipations of the cap numbers this year, when they were evaluating it two, three, four years ago, right? obviously there was a worldwide pandemic that, you know, did a whole lot of things among, you know, among them being really tanked the NFL salary cap yeah. for a couple seasons um, just because there were no fans in stands for a year um, and it was really tanking the NFL revenue. Um, and so while we don't expect something like that to happen again, the cap is still very much in question. It's not something that's locked down for the next five years. It's only estimates. So it's very much possible that these contracts that teams make now in two, three, four years, teams could have to make a lot of tough moves to either get out of them or uh, or cut guys that they don't want to have to cut to be able to uh, work those deals into a salary cap if it's not as high as they're projecting. Yeah. With that, I think we'll take a quick break and we're going to come back and then uh, talk about the new addition to the Chiefs uh, offensive um, unit here. So we'll be back.
All right, we're back, and we're going to get right into uh, the big move that came out Thursday evening uh, right after the Deshaun Watson news. Um, was Finally. The, finally, the Chiefs made a move. The Chiefs went out, and we signed former Pittsburgh Steeler Juju Smith-Schuster to a one-year deal worth up to $10.75 million. Um, yeah, and for a wide receiver, that's and honestly this, especially pretty, pretty this, reasonable. With this past week of paying receivers, I mean, we just talked about some of those guys, but that's – that's good. So his base salary is actually three million. He's got seven. We talked about this earlier. He's got seven million in yes, incentives to seven reach. Seven million plus, yeah. Which I'm assuming are very reasonable, easy incentives. He will like, probably hit most of them. So like his just if you if you play a full healthy season, you know you're gonna make you're gonna make the contract. Yeah, and that's my only thing is the past two seasons he hasn't been healthy. So that kind of makes me weary on yeah. Juju and. What it sounds like is his shoulder's doing a lot better. He came back in the playoffs against us, and we shut him down in the playoffs. But that doesn't mean that doesn't mean we could do do something when you have Patty Mahomes throwing to you. Exactly. Than, I mean, oh, another that was, Big Ben. That was the the worst Big Ben's ever looked in his life, and that was the last game. It was like, yeah, you're there ain't nothing going on here. In the past, well, we played him twice last year. Yeah, we played him um, regular season. Regular season, he wasn't. He didn't play in that game, and we. Yeah, because he he went down with a, a shoulder injury like week around five. week five, week six, or something like that, and then came back for that playoff game. Yeah. Um, so and it was you know it was rumored that the Chiefs were pretty much the front runner last off season that if Juju were to leave, he would go to the Chiefs. But I know he wanted to go back and and have one last run with with old Big Ben. But yeah. Now he ain't going back to Pittsburgh. He's he's finally you know they've they've been flirting with each other for you know for over a year and now yep. they're just like all right you know what let's let's get it going let's see Patrick Mahomes Mitchell Trubisky yeah. mm, I th- <laughs> I, th- I think I'll go with Mahomes for the next year exactly and, and you know think down the road Juju might sign another four three or four yeah. years if he exactly. provides for us this year and we like him he That's, likes he likes the Kansas City yeah so it's just like Tyron Matthew. He wanted to stay. Yeah. Chiefs didn't want to pick him up. Right. That was, yeah. So basically, now uh, it's it's more of a it is kind of a one year prove it deal for Juju. But in his in his mind and, and what we've all wanted is that there's the deep defenses this year really really keyed in on the fact that we're gonna stop you from going deep and you're gonna have to beat us by playing by grinding it out and getting first downs first down after first down you know no deep plays but. You can't really play the double high safety shell coverage anymore with Juju. Yeah, I mean, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, we we talked about last week how Tyreek Hill is best suited as being the wide receiver that can stretch the field. And Tyreek Hill is not, even though he's still a very good receiver um, in the middle of the field, his he is not best suited as that more short yardage 150 catch for only a thousand yards sort of receiver yeah well don't get me wrong Tyree can play pretty much any any wide receiver position on the field but it's just you can't you can't rely on Tyreek to be the deep threat be the be the middle of the field threat you know be at the sideline possession guy like Tyreek Hill's our possession receiver (laughs) like and I did some research last year on Juju because we were getting right getting into his contract and this and that I thought um, where he went to college, he played a lot of slot. And, I think so. 
Um, he's a good route runner. I think so. He's a great route runner. And he played a lot of slot with Pittsburgh, too. So it's like we finally, you know, we have our, he's going to be our slot guy. Slot receiver. Yeah. And in in his last uh, fully healthy year back in 2020, he played all 16 games. Uh, He was targeted 128 times uh, and had 97 catches for 831 yards uh, and nine touchdowns. And if you're only getting 831 yards on 97 catches, yeah. that's telling me that is it is a lot of short yardage catches, likely a lot of them on third downs, um, which is really someone that we were definitely looking for um, because Travis Kelsey has kind of been our only real go-to third down guy. So defenses had been able to really key in on him and put two or three guys on Kelsey on third downs. And something that's that I like to see what the Chiefs just did with Juju. He is a big receiver. He's yeah. he's big. Um, the other another thing is if we incorporate Josh Gordon in there now, we got two big receivers. Yeah, you give him a full off season and really get him up to, to speed. And people are forgetting. I'm not you know I don't want to re- go into it relying on Josh Gordon to play heavy heavy snaps. No, and, but you got those two guys that come in and yeah. plays two slots, oh, yeah, and you have sure. McColl and maybe Tyreek out there. I was gonna say maybe this, go draft a guy too, and this now allows McColl to do what we already what we already exactly. mentioned uh, last week, which was to be more of that gadget player, more of that Debo Samuel light right. sort of guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's so yeah. What I what I want to talk about when I want to pull up is Nick. You had you, we were talking about Juju's uh, 2018 season. Uh yeah, it was. Um, so his his rookie year, um, in 2017 was reasonable. I mean, it was. Uh, he had 58 catches for 917 yards and seven touchdowns in his rookie year, um, which I think the Steelers were very happy about. Um, but in 2018, which uh was what without Antonio Brown had had left at that point? No, so this is what I want to bring up. I just looked it up to confirm. Antonio Brown played the full season and he had a hundred catches and 1,200, 1,300 yards. Juju Smith Schuster playing alongside Antonio Brown. That's right. That was the year that Pittsburgh Steelers had two uh, like top receivers in receiving in receiving yards touchdowns so and so everything yeah and in 2018 they he were had both, so i looked this up this morning yeah, yeah. so they were both top 10 receivers yeah that year um uh, believe antonio brown he was third and he had almost 1600 yards that season and then juju was ninth and he had 14 yeah yeah juju on 166 targets uh caught 111 balls and had 1426 1426 yards and seven touchdowns that's that's this is what i'm what i'm trying to bring up so is tyreek hill the the same receiver as antonio brown no but is he the same caliber receiver if not better yes so juju playing alongside antonio brown in this prime in 18 had 1400 yards playing alongside tyreek hill who's who, who Who's to say he can't put up a thousand yard season? Who was their tight end, the uh, Steelers in eighteen? In eighteen, it was think. probably still Heath Miller. So he they he hadn't had an elite tight end. He hasn't either. played with 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 an elite tight end. You're right. Yeah, I think I mean, it was. Uh, God, who did they have? Um, was it? It was. Was it the year that one of their? Uh, God, one it, of their tight it, ends had that mega stiff arm. 
on that Thursday night game. I don't do you remember, remember that or the Monday night game? Yeah, I, do you remember? Yeah, them? yeah, I do remember. I'm, try, that. I'm trying to remember who it was, but they had they kind of had like I a know tight Eric end. Ebron was in there too, but I don't know if I think I that was more recent. I don't think it was him. More I think maybe was, like a, like Vance McDonald or something like Vance that. Vance McDonald that might have been the guy. So he That's Juju's yeah. never played with an elite wide receiver. Big Ben was on his decline in yeah. 18, so he hadn't played with an, an, an elite, elite quarterback. Elite quarterback, and now he's got a tight end. A tight end, and then the a, best one of the best another, tight ends in NFL Another history. top receiver. Yeah. So he's on a whole different caliber. And that's what you. So you're the the Pittsburgh offense. It ended up evolving into Big Ben can't really throw the ball, so that's why Deontay Johnson has like 180 targets because he's there for the three, four, five yard dump offs and curl routes and whatnot. Let's so let's run basically let's let's hide Ben Roethlisberger is what the offense became. Deontay but Johnson they, in in uh twenty twenty one was what Juju um he was in twenty twenty one what Juju was in twenty twenty, which was that short yardage guy. Exactly. And so Juju it's it was hard for him to thrive in and what has become the Steelers offense. But you look at in two thousand eighteen, I mean Pittsburgh was that might have been the year that Lev Bell was holding out. I don't know. I'm not super big on on my Steelers history here, but I'm, tr- I'm trying to like remember that season. But it was a much more pass happy offense, like you know, just aerial attack. Because Big Ben was still throwing for 4,500 yards. So that's what what I'm trying to get at. Is it's it's Juju's best situation, I think, for a few years. Yeah, he, he's going from a team that. Performed really well in seventeen yeah. and eighteen, his rookie and first year, yeah. and now he's going into another high calibered offense. Right, just air it out. You're playing with Patrick Mahomes, and you're you're lining up with Tyree Kill and Travis. I Kelsey. think he'll get in there and play just just fine. I think be really comfortable on what he's doing. He's had he's had another like we said another Antonio Brown now Tyree Kill exactly, but he hasn't had a big tight end. He hasn't had a Travis Kelsey. And Kelsey, he can go out and open up stuff for Juju too. Yeah, and and, and you know, still, have, we haven't mentioned you know how how this how this uh, helps Nicole Hardman not have that pressure of I have now I I have to be the guy to alleviate some of the you know the coverage off of Tyreek and Kelsey. Now, Hart now Nicole can can just like we were kind of talking about just. Be that be that player where get the ball in his hands and let him go. Yeah, I think McColl could be a guy that's, and maybe this is a little bit bold of a prediction, at least on the rushing side. But I think he's a guy that could that could end up with three hundred rushing yards and about five hundred receiving yards this season. I think it's very possible that, that he could be that guy. Especially that is almost fifty fifty yeah. in terms of rushing and especially receiving. now because. Um, we haven't talked about the running backs a lot, but the running back room is is ju- at at this moment it's Clyde Edwards-Helaire and Derek Gore. I mean, we're hoping that the Chiefs bring back McKinnon, yeah. um, because he was fantastic in the playoffs. Seven yards a carry. That's what I'm, I called him earlier on on the I tweeted out and said that I it's it's a little surprising to me that that Jared McKinnon's market is so ice cold. Because I, I really think he was a top three playoff running back last year. I think he performed better than Cam Akers. Um, and, and in terms of overall production, and maybe that was just because the Chiefs went on longer than a lot of guy, a lot of teams, but 
McKinnon was really he was becoming that um, Damien Williams of, of 2020 almost. Just come in and then have a playoff takeover. So that would be someone I, I would love the Chiefs to, to look at bringing back. But, um, but I mean, the, the point is is that we, we're not going to spend any sort of big money, no, even relatively big money, three, four, five million dollars on another running back. We're no. going to, whether it's McKinnon or someone else, we're going to bring someone in at practically a veteran minimum, probably 800, 900K, maybe a million dollars. And so this running back room is very much going to be a, a committee of, uh, of sorts, so there's going to be opportunity for McColl to get some, some looks maybe directly out of the backfield, or you know maybe on some of these, some of these jet sweeps and stuff. Yeah. So I'm gonna do a complete 180 here. So okay. <laughs> we're gonna go. We're gonna go. We're gonna look at. We're gonna look at the defensive side of the ball because going into the off season, the Chiefs really had needs at all three kind of big positions minus linebacker linebacker we're you know we, we do need a third we, guy we need two guys now we got rid of two we got hitchens and neiman and neiman so we at least need we need somebody because the the linebacker rotation for the chiefs all four of those guys were playing significant snaps yeah so it's like the chiefs deployed for you know whether that was because nick bolton wasn't fully ready for that role I don't know if he's good in pass situations either. And that's what that's what I'm. Because I I looked at a, I was watching a lot of lot of retakes and everything like that, and he'd always come off in pass plays. And, and, and he's and a stud. Come in. Yeah. Yep. And he was a stud on run defense. Yeah. So that's what you know. Um, you have you have Willie Gay. He's obviously our our best coverage linebacker. And Ben Neiman, while he wasn't. He couldn't execute. He could at least, you know, diagnose things probably a little bit better, just because he's he's had more years in the offense and more years in the NFL. But I'm I, what I'm hoping and what I think the Chiefs are hoping is that Nick Bolden takes that that next step heading into the season. Yeah, but with, the, the need the need at linebacker has been a little, you know, I think understated. Yeah. So I mean, I think. Uh, Bolton taking that next step is something that I think the Chiefs very much expect him to do. Yeah. And we as fans definitely hope for him to be doing, uh, especially with uh, emotional and defense team leader Tyron Matthew leaving. That means that we expect a guy like Bolton to be yeah. calling the shots on defense. He's the, Yeah, he's, he's the green dot guy. Um, but – and then we, we go to safety, so – Hmm. We well, well we so we we're we're obviously we're letting Tyron Matthew walk. He's no longer going to be a chief. Um, I did but, like the pickup, Justin Reed. That's I did what, like that. Justin Reed fills a huge, huge void there. That was, He's, I mean, without Tyron Matthew, it's like who's our safety? It's I love, Daniel Sorensen. Love Ty- oh God, <laughs> no, don't get me started on that man. Uh, I, I I don't think he's he's a free agent, and I really hope it stays that way. As much as I love Tyron Matthew, he could not tackle. He'd always shoulder check everybody. I guess that's a good point. He always he never wrapped up. He always tried to use his shoulder. Always. Have you seen highlights of Justin oh, Reed? He can, Justin hit. Reed can hit. Justin he can Reed tackle. Can he's like hit. he's like Juan Thornhill. He doesn't care who he's if a, he hurts a, himself. He or, said, I'm I'm going to smack like, you. He's like a missile. There's actually in in his. Introductory press conference. Did you see that quote? He said, 
Um, I, he said, if someone, if I'm got someone in, in the middle of the field coming at me, he said, I'm going to make him pay for coming into my area. Yeah. And that's scary. And that's the guy I want on the He's on also the bigger than Tyron Matthews. He's, he's a little bigger. And the main thing here that I think was, number one, he was cheaper. Number two, he's young. Yeah. Yes. 25. With 20, yeah, 25. So that's what – and we're going to have to start really understanding the mentality of Brett Veach here is that young, 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 young. That's his That's his, That's his. his mantra now that we're starting to realize that now. And a lot of – I've seen a lot of Chiefs fans go, oh, this wasn't a good signing. His stats aren't that great. Look at the Texans' defense, though. Exactly. They're not good. You well, cannot. You cannot be re- reliable on one guy. Yeah. That's if what. He corner, was, yeah. If a corner breaks off and yeah, he gets burnt, and then you have two other guys he has to cover. You can't do that. So and he played a lot of he played a lot of free in Houston, and he played a lot of like you know, strong safety as well. So he's he's that versatile piece that the Chiefs love to have, and Spags knows how to use. You know, Spags does a lot of good things. He does a lot of bad things. But the one thing he does know how to use, how to what to do, is uh, how to use a guy like Justin Reed. Um, simultaneously, he does not know how to use a guy like Dan Sorensen. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, I, Dan, Dan Sorensen is much less talented than uh, than Justin Reed. Let's just clear that up. So it's it's tough to to. Uh, he did get us to a Super Bowl though, so I can't talk too much. Right. He made some yeah. inc- he made some incredibly clutch plays. So, you know, I've I've said this on the pod before. I'm I'm very appreciative of of Daniel Sorensen's time in Kansas City, but I believe it has run its course. I think it is best. It's time to move on. But yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what we get in Justin Reed as a guy that can can be that coverage strong everything that you know you kind of need in the safety now and we've talked about this before is he a copy and paste replacement of tyron matthew obviously not but and that'll be i think that'll be something that the chiefs go and look at too maybe a you maybe you go get a veteran or you you know you draft a guy and then in the middle rounds of the draft you know you go get a safety yeah i mean the point is is that we we already made our monetary investment our, right. our significant financial investment so sa- in, in safety. Exactly. So, so safety in the eyes of the Chiefs is taken care of. We've replaced Tyron Matthew. That was our. That was the big thing we needed to do. Now, you know, filling in the pieces behind those two. Yeah, we'll be get I, to. we'll be either late round rookie yeah. contracts or v- essentially or veteran, veteran minimum so, contracts. Then we we pivot to to cornerback. So we let Traverius Ward walk on a number that we were never ever ever going to pay him. He got paid, deservedly so. He's he's he stepped he's up top. He stepped up big, but now there's a void. Well, the expected void. I mean, maybe Legarius Need is now that number one guy. But as we've seen, because you have to start to look at Brett Veach's track record with these things, we're not going to go sign a. We're not going to. We were never going to be in on J.C. Jackson. No, what was he? Five years, eighty, eighty-two exactly. plus. Yeah, so, we, so, so Brett Veach, he finds he finds talent. He's, he, I mean, you know, he's apparently he's great at, at finding those hidden gems late in the draft. I mean, our two starters right now are fourth and sixth round picks. I think Snead was a fourth rounder. So you got Legarius Snead and Rashad Fenton are starters. Traverius Ward was a undrafted free agent, mm-hmm. and then you fill in the the holes with, you know, like a, a Rashad Breeland signing. So. That's what mm-hmm. that's what I that's what I would expect is I'm not saying Rashad Breeland specific, specifically because he's horrible he was horrible for Minnesota 
Um, yeah, he got but, torched in preseason against Tyreek Hill. <laughs> exactly, you remember that? Yeah, Brashad <laughs> yeah, so, Breland has been on the uh, on the downturn per se. He's like, uh, I don't know, I don't, I didn't like Breland that much. He just, he was another Philip Gaines to me. Yeah, you I think we've, we've had our fair share of, of Philip, Philip Gaines. Gaines. Oh man, <laughs> Daryl Rivas. He wanted to make me pull my hair hair out. Um, but there is a, an our on a mock draft too right now. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's like Kiar. Oh, Kair Elam or Elam. whatever it is. Yeah, that's yeah, who yeah. We're gonna go, so that's who we're get, wanting to get right now. That'd be, that's, that'd be an interesting sign, uh, a draft there. Um, he's a, I think he's fourth best in his position in college football right now. I think he's if I mean all the big boards are different, but he's checking in between the four and six range yeah. of, of the rankings. So that's someone to look at. And then I know uh, Patrick Peterson was on NFL Network the other day saying um, a few teams were interested. Like, and he mentioned the Chiefs, but he also said money talks. He so. also said money talks. And right now in Kansas City, money does money not doesn't talk. talk. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to come win a championship, you can come here. Right. Because you wanted to win a championship. And that, then he said money talks. Right. Championship. you got to have one or the other, man. Kansas City championships talk at this point because, you know, the money, money. we've already talked money with a few other players. So we're not going to go break the bank for Patrick Peterson. Put that on a poster. In Kansas City, <laughs> yeah. championships talk. Money does not talk. That's that's it. That's really the, that's, that's the motto here. Yeah. That's, um, but I like to see what I was telling you about Daxon Hill too. Yeah, I, a lot of that's been the most popular pick in, in mock drafts for the Chiefs. Now that was before the Justin Reed signing, yeah. but even with Justin Reed here, I think adding that third versatile safe, safety to the mix. Because yeah, yeah Sorensen was was he played uh, a lot too. Yeah, they he, played a lot of three three safety uh, packages. So yeah, and now even. You know Thornhill can cover, so maybe you know he he adds some some secondary you know more coverage help. Yep. So was uh was Snead coming out a cornerback or was he a safety? He, he as came well? out of safety. Yeah. So. He came out of safety and and we moved in the corner. So, so that's why I'm saying Daxon Hill yeah. is a, I think is free safety as well. So yeah. he but, he's he's kind of a versatile yep. versatile piece. So and he he's good. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. So I hope that'd be you got to look at. Yeah, so it it may just be more of a whole picture exactly. uh, approach uh, for the Chiefs it's it's just, instead of looking directly at we want a cornerback that is primarily a coverage cornerback that can be our number one or our number yeah. two uh, coverage cornerback on the outside. It may be that we we trust Snead yeah. and Fenton to be able to uh, reasonably uh, cover those those roles, and then we just add another. Uh, Another, another piece, ver- another, piece, another yeah. versatile safety cornerback hybrid. Yeah. Did we ever go get Gordon again? Uh, not Gordon. Uh, Ingram. No, he's still out oh, there. Oh, Melvin Ingram. We need to pick him back up. That's what he's. I mean, uh, yeah. At this very moment, our and this week we can we can move the defensive line with this take. At yeah. this at this very moment, our our best pass rusher from last season is not on this team. Melvin Ingram was our best defensive end. Last season, he really was. You saw what he did when he came on the team. He opened up a lot of he, gaps. He completely turned. He he turned. I mean, there's no. That's not a coincidence that our defense turned around when we actually had a, a competent pass rusher. You know, opposite of Frank Clark, because Frank Clark can, you know, the sacks weren't there, but he's able to to at least set the edge and be a presence. You know, 
and and help against. He's good against the run. I mean, he's you know he's not bad, but when a lot of people don't know about Frank Clark too, he's not very great in the off or uh, regular season. He's yeah decent postseason, postseason. though. Postseason, yeah. he's at one or two uh, ranking. Yeah, on the Chiefs. I and I I brought that up. So he's in in the all time NFL sack record in, in in the postseason. He's like top five. Yeah. And sacks in a postseason in a career like that's wild. In postseason, he's really good. He really he takes off and like, you know, maybe that contract that we gave him was worth the sack on Jimmy G to close out the Super Bowl. I mean, he did. You know, he won. He he was part of a Super Bowl caliber defense. Yep. So and bring and I you know I and we kind of covered this already too, but I didn't. I wanted the Chiefs. To release Frank Clark, but the more I thought about it, at this moment, if we were to release Frank Clark, it's like, who the hell do we have then? Mike Dana, who, don't get me wrong, Mike Dana has shown some real flashes. Every time, you know, because I'll, I'll, be I'll be watching the game with, with some, some more casual fans who only know the big names. Who, and they only, see, who only know Clark and Chris Exactly, Jones. and they see 51 coming in and screaming off the edge. It's like, they're all, who's that guy? I'm like, that's... Dude, that's, that's that's Mike Dana. That's Mike, Mike Dana. Dana. Like I'm, and I was I was I was calling so hard because they they wanted to move Chris Jones to the end. I'm like, why? Mike Dana, get anytime he's on the field, you see his number everywhere. Like keep him on the field. That was the worst thing the Chiefs could have probably. That I done. agree. That was bad. That was was moving Chris Jones yeah. to the outside because but, yeah. he is he is not an edge setter, um, and he he would never get double teamed on the outside. But um, that's big. But in the inside, uh, on at defensive tackle, uh, Chris Jones uh, gets double teamed nearly every play, or requires a double team. Yeah. Uh, if teams don't want uh, don't want him to get to the quarterback. Well, and uh, who who was our other big uh, big defensive line guy that went out this season? Uh, Saunders. Yeah, he got he was on IR for yeah. he got yeah, he's, he got hurt. He's good too. We've had him for past couple years and he sets he sets the yeah. middle too yeah but i think what we're, what we're saying here about about mike dana is we don't he's solid but we don't think he can be the like 75 80 percent of the snaps kind of guy on the edge and I think here's we, what i'm starting to realize like we see the afc west loading up with with all these Pass rushers and every every team has an has an incredible pass rush duo, except the Chiefs. But these guys, they don't, they didn't start off as stars, you know. You know what I mean? They you have to you have to play. You have to let the guys play and develop that. Okay, now I'm a star. That's what I'm like. I get the argument for going to get a Zedarius Smith or bringing Melvin Ingram back or going to, to trade trade for Danielle Hunter, but it's like. If we're rolling into the season with Mike Dana as our DN, let him let him develop. You know, what if he is the next stud? I don't know. There's no way to tell. I really don't want to lose Ingram. I agree. But it's just like, I don't know. That's just kind of where I'm at. I'm like, you know, like. He was relatively cheap too, wasn't he? Yeah. On his contract? I think it was like Ingram? six or yeah. seven. So he's probably wanting something like that, if not a little more. Which is why we probably haven't signed him yet. But it's like, you know, you can't really, you can't penny pinch at the at the pass rush position. Like you got to go spend. 
Zadarius yeah. Smith is is out there. He's uh, he backed out of his deal with the Ravens. Um, I'm trying not to rehash on everything we talked about in the last pod. <laughs> you know what? Cl- you know what? That's okay. I mean, we got we got a third opinion in That's the room, true. and so there's pl- yeah, there's plenty of yeah. other uh, other takes and other yeah. things. And I think because the uh, uh, Chiefs were looking at Ezra during the uh, draft as well. In the draft, and now I think that um, with the signing of Juju and and the the Justin Reed thing, I think it's looking highly likely we're going defensive line in the first round of, of some point of some kind, whether it's a, a tackle or an edge guy. Yeah. So there's a lot of, cause I know Brett Veach has mentioned, Oh yeah, we, you know, we really like the, the, the edge uh, the class Chiefs do really well on drafting def- defensive line guys. I mean, Don Terry Poe. Yeah. Chris I mean, he Jones. was, Chris Jones was an awesome, you know, second, second round pick. Yep. Um, Poe, you know, he was a, first round guy did he did he pan out to be an elite player no but was he and granted that was that was the Dorsey era but was um, he pretty pretty solid for several years yes for sure. I mean, he was yeah, a, a staple in the, in the defense set and the middle real but well now but now it's like you know we spent a third round pick on Colin Saunders and we invested in um and uh Tershawn Wharton who's he was a undrafted guy but he's he's shown flashes so it's almost like you know how many, how many try you know darts can you throw at the, at the other tackle spot? We tried to sign Jaron, we signed Jaron Reed, and he he did okay. He had some good moments, but he wasn't the guy we thought he was going to be when we brought him in. Um, so it's like there's a it's a tough thing for me and a lot of for a lot of Chiefs fans to figure out whether we a want to go just sign proven veterans to be that I mean Clowney's out there right now. Clowney's out there. But you know, would you would you rather spend money on 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 Jadavian Clowney or would you rather let Mike Dana see see what he's got at a way lower price tag? I'm just I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. I I I, I do like them. We also saw, uh drafted uh Kando last year. Yes. So he's a guy that the Chiefs want to develop, but yeah, I th- I think that's the thing. I think now that we have, we've signed Justin Reed, we have, uh, after letting Pringle uh, and Demarcus Robinson go, uh, we have signed Juju. Um, I think it's, well, I don't know if it's likely. I think the Chiefs will probably make another move before then. I think it's possible that these other positions that we're talking about, the Chiefs will wait out the free agent market and not right. and not spend. A whole lot more money and wait until we see what we get in the draft and what what falls yeah, to us. I can see it for sure. Like because we talked about this Thursday too. We didn't have a left tackle until April, so uh, coming out of free agency, that you know the the kingdom was a little upset that we haven't that we didn't go get a left tackle last year, and all of a sudden, boom, Orlando Brown trade. So just give give, give the team some time to to let everything smooth over. I think they're waiting on. Getting that uh, Hill contract restructured as so. well, so they that'll have free up a lot of money. So they see what kind of money they have afterwards yeah. too. Um, so that that really is the one piece of news that we as Chiefs fans really do want to see this soon. Official is, the official deal. official Tyreek Hill yeah. extension, which yes, as it stands right now, his cap hit is still pretty high. Um, so it's at the, the uh, it, twenty twenty one. 
I was going to say, it, yeah. it doesn't leave, leave us a whole lot of flexibility financially to go out and, uh, and sign anyone else like a Zadarius Smith. If, if we wanted to go that route or, right. you know, anyone else to, um, to a big contract. So, um, so until that Tyreek Hill extension gets done, I think there's not really, really going to be any other super notable moves before the draft. Yeah. And I think, unless you have any parting shots, Frankie, uh, I don't have any more parting shots because I think that's pretty much, yeah, I'm pretty much all we needed to cover for the day. Cody, you you said your piece, or you I've said my piece. <laughs> well, I just kind of want to see what the next couple weeks bring us, right. and then the draft as well. That's that's yeah, my main thing. I, I, I think I, we're I, just waiting at this point. Yeah, yeah. The, the you know I feel like the the off season theme for us has been waiting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are we What are we waiting on? And I think for the Chiefs as well as what's Tyron Matthew going to do now? It's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> I already brought this up with you. I'm like, <laughs> hey, he's not getting the money he wanted. The Chiefs need another safety. It's like Tyron Matthew's no. market would have to be ice cold. No, it's not happening. It can't. <laughs> for the Chiefs coming back, it can't I, happen. Oh, I'm, no, not saying for the Chiefs. I'm saying somewhere right. else. I think we no, just kind of want to see just yeah. right. kind of part ways with them. But, but, I, but I, I brought up the idea to Nick. I'm like... Could happen. <laughs> I, I think I think after the team didn't elected not to offer him a contract, I think that might have that might have been it. Like, see ya. No, we'll no. see. He he loves it you here. know what? Crazier <laughs> things have happened. Like Devontae Adams going to the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. To go play with Derek Carr because right. that's his dream. Yeah. So now, yeah. Now in uh, in Green Bay, it's it's, dream. it's, <laughs> it's your dream to go play with Derek Carr in the Raiders. Like, dude. Yeah, Green Bay's number one. You gotta receiver wake up is, from that one. Is now Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard and um, and Marquez Valdez Scamp. Maybe Marquez. Yeah, MVS. Um, we'll see. Maybe Robert Tanyan comes back. Uh, from uh, <laughs> Robert Tanya, <laughs> old Bob Bob Tanya maybe comes back and has a hundred catches as a Bobby T as a as a tight end for Sign Dwayne Bow. <laughs> Dwayne Bow. Okay, that's the name I haven't yeah, heard in a while. Right. No. All right, we got to wrap this up. <laughs> so, yep, that's all I got. Nick, no more parting shots from me. <laughs> Cody, I am good. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, pleasure talking to you with gentlemen today and uh that that's been it for episode six man we're already in episode six six of the new season yeah it's flying by we're getting into a rhythm here we're getting into it all right we'll uh we'll see you guys next week and uh have a good week as you guys will be listening to this on monday morning so have a good week and uh we'll see you next time peace out bye Thank you for listening to this episode of the Read Option Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at ReadOptionKC.